Coming up on today's edition of Women and Money, the shit we don't talk about, our guest is Laura Georgieva. I've been waiting to hear Laura's story about her divorce. It's a powerful one. It is. And Laura, when, when she shared her story with me, it was absolutely jaw-dropping. I'm excited, so let's dive in. Gloria Steinem once said, We will never solve the feminization of power until we solve the masculinity of wealth. Barbara Provost and Maggie Nielsen are the team at Purse Strings that will help you navigate the ins and outs of financial independence so that you can be financially fearless. This is Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about. So yeah, Laura is going to share her very personal story about her divorce. And so for those of you who don't know Laura, she is one of our Purse Strings Approved Professionals. She's a certified college planner and founder of Destination College. Um, She offers such a unique service by helping families navigate the often difficult web of college planning. So Laura, feel free to share a little bit more about yourself. Thank you. So can I share a little bit? prior to my divorce, because I feel like my story is about overcoming obstacles. And, you know, that is also included, you know, in in my story. So as you can sense from my accent, you know, I wasn't born in America. I am from Europe, from Bulgaria, and I immigrated here in 2003 with a suitcase, just like most, you know, other people and not much money, you know, in my pocket. So uh, before I immigrated, my father, you know, told me, you know what, you're going to go there, you're going to work hard, you're going to wash dishes until the rest of your life, but you're going to provide great future for your kids. So pretty much he sent me off, you know, to the United States, you know, with the, the thought that, you know, I will not succeed, you know, in my career, but, you know, I will work my butt off, and, you know, to provide for my kids. So when I arrived here, you know, uh, I was thinking that, you know, probably I will not speak the language really well and I'm not going to be able to find any career opportunities and stuff like that. So I started working at a bank and then I grew to being a financial advisor a a couple of years later. And, um, you know, it kind of like snowballed because I've always had great, you know, work ethic and, you know, um, I'm I'm always a hard worker. You know, uh, I love working. I love people. But, you know, this is something that is unique about me is, you know, um, I believe in hard work and dedication and always in in the never give up mentality. So I was working as a financial advisor uh, when actually my husband at that time, you know, served me at work, not knowing that I will be served with a divorce paperwork. So did you know that a divorce paperwork was coming? Like, have you had you talked about divorce before you got those papers? Yeah, we have. But you know, it was like pretty amicable. And you know, we decided that we're going to hire one person and, you know, pretty much peacefully resolve it. And, you know, everybody, you know, take his or her own way. And, you know, we have two kids together. So, you know, let's be friends and, you know, resolve it peacefully. Well, that didn't happen, you know, the way we planned. So um, I was a financial advisor at that time. And, you know, uh, somebody was coming to my office to serve me with paperwork. So the managing partner at that time, you know, he was telling me, like, what did you do? Like, did you mess up, you know, some investment portfolio or insurance or something like that? Because there's somebody coming to serve you with paperwork. So you're going to court. And I'm like, I don't know, like, you know, all of my clients are happy with me. You know, I go 200% above and beyond, you know, to help them with their needs. So to my surprise, that was my divorce paperwork. Mm. 
And um, then the battle started in uh, April of 2009. You know, in the beginning, I hired an attorney and I quickly realized that, you know, as an immigrant and a mom of two kids and my income was only commission. And during 2008, 2009, you know, the economy sank Mm -hmm. and so did my income. So, you know, which very little income, you know, I couldn't afford to pay an attorney and, you know, raise my two kids. So my only option was learning the family law (laughs) and going to court and being against one of the best attorneys in Lake County. Wait, 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 wait. So you had to learn family law to defend yourself. How did you go about doing that? I always say it's very easy when you don't have a choice. Right. There's That's nowhere true. to go. You got to you know, create your own path. But what what resources did you use? Uh, Google, you know, <laughs> everybody knows Google. So, you know, I Google, you know, what I need to do. And I spent countless hours in the library at the Waukegan Courthouse. And I asked, you know, the people there, you know, for additional resources. So I read the books. I asked them for resources. I read online. And um learn how to draft petitions and motions. And unfortunately, after three years of court battle, we had to go to a trial. And I was representing again myself against, you know, my ex-husband and his cousin, who he, she registered one of his business in her name to hide income from me, you know, for child support purposes. So she had an attorney, my ex had an attorney, and they're both in court. And here I am, you know, standing by myself. And I subpoenaed witnesses, I subpoenaed records. I subpoenaed, you know, so many things. And it was kind of hard because I go to the bank, you know, after I submit a subpoena, you know, like 20 minutes after I faxed the subpoena and it's already rejected because his attorney found a motion to strike the subpoena. And, you know, I mean, they're like, they prepare the paperwork and it's in their hands, ready to hand it to me. And then they're like, oh, we just received, you know, a motion to strike the subpoena. So we're taking this back. And we go... (laughs) back and forth, back and forth until, you know, I kind of, you know, didn't receive anything. And, you know, through the witness testimonials and um, people that were on stand, you know, I was able to get really good with asking questions. And I asked questions to get the truth out. And then the the judge. Was it, uh-huh. was it, why did you go to trial? Was it over the money or was it, was it over the children or was there something else going on that this took three years? Well, for him, it was never over the children. <laughs> Everything was over the money. But, you know, with, you know, a person who is getting income in other commissions, um, I try to support them as much as I can. And uh, the child support was $1,000 a month, which was not a lot. But, no. you know, he was fighting to not pay anything. And, and when we, we started the divorce, you know, he also wanted to get the money from the kids' uh, college savings plans. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, it was it was you know, find for financial reasons only. But that's the reason why I went to trial because, you know, of child support, you don't want to pay child support, no medical expenses, dental expenses, and everything was on me. In addition to that, you know, he was also not seeing the kids on his visitation date. So he would pay my mom, you know, to spend time with the kids. And, you know, um, so he doesn't spend time with them. So it was never about the kids. But my, my point was that, I got really good at asking questions. And I think that, you know, working as a financial advisor before, you know, helped me with the psychology of thinking and, you know, how to like ask the question to get the right answer. And that's how I won the trial, you know, not because I was perfect at being a lawyer, you know, because I did not have, you know, the diploma or the experience, you know, behind me. 
I just knew how to be kind and how to act from my heart and how to ask the right questions. And through doing that, I won the trial. They <laughs> awarded me all of his money from his bank account, which uh-huh. was $10,000. I mean, for some people, it's not a lot, but for a single mom with two kids, you know, two and three-year-olds, that's a lot. Yeah. And um, the assistant to the judge ended up standing up and clapping, you know, at the end of the trial, because she just simply couldn't realize, you know, what I went through and, you know, how I was able, you know, to like pretty much win the trial against a really good attorney in in Lake County. Well, you should Uh have been awarded uh, um, (laughs) uh, an attorney designation of some sort for just doing all the work that you did. But I do know that during the same time that you lost your house and you started a business, can you tell us a little bit about those two pieces? Yeah. Well, I lost more than my house. Actually, my bank account, my house, you know, uh, a lot of things. So it was 2013 when um, I went to the bank to make a mortgage payment and they refused to take my payment. And I was asking why, you know, because I was never late with my payment. And they said, well, the simple reason is because your ex-husband canceled the loan modification because we had a loan modification at that time. And I said, well, what can I do now? You know, because we have nowhere to live. You know, I want to continue paying for my mortgage payment, you know, the loan modification. And they said, well, you can either ask him to re-sign the paperwork so he can let you and the kids stay where you're at, or you can refinance the house, but you have to give us $150,000 cash to be able to buy him out because the house when we bought it was much higher than what was worth, you know, at the time. So it was underwater. It was underwater, like more than double underwater. And um, I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't have the funds, but even if I did have the funds, it made no sense, you know, to, to do it. So I asked him, you know, to sign the paperwork. He didn't. I ended up losing the house and moving in with my parents in January of 2013. I still remember it was the biggest snowstorm, you know, out there. And of my course, were... it couldn't be a hot sunny day. <laughs> it had to be the worst snowstorm ever when you had to move. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I think my kids are, were six and seven or seven and eight at that time. And I just remember like driving in the U-Haul truck packed with my stuff and bursting into tears. You know, it's like it was just pouring, you know, out of my eyes, you no know, tears. And, you know, that was my next chapter. So I spent three hours, uh, three years at my parents, you know, house living in one bedroom, in one room one room with my kids. So I was sleeping on the couch and they had their own beds. And um, that's how we survived, you know, those three years. I went to through court, you know, uh, during that time too, because our court battle continued for 11 or 12 years after that. Because really? Even after the divorce was finalized, he still did not continue with his obligations to pay or see the kids. And um, yeah, so... And then after my parents, you know, I was able to, after I started the business, so I started my business in 2009, right when the divorce started. And I knew that I'm going to get kicked out of the house. I knew that I have to support two, you know, young kids. And I'm starting a new business, not knowing anything about this business. Oh my goodness. You are (laughs) so tenacious. It's crazy. I mean, you could pretty much figure out anything if you've learned English, figured out our whole financial system and our legal system. I mean, poof. I, I actually love overcoming obstacles and I, well, I you have doing a great sign. <laughs> you're doing great at it. I have a sign, you know, behind my desk and it says life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So I try to, to live my day, you know, every day by, by the same. 
but yeah, I mean, so when I was a financial advisor, I went to an advanced planning seminar and they were talking about college planning. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm opening 529 plans left and right. You know, I'm doing a good service for my clients until I quickly realized, you know, that maybe overfunding those plans might not be in my client's best advantage if their income is not too high. So then I started researching about other vehicles, you know, to save, to be able to get more financial aid and scholarships, need-based scholarships. So that's how I came across the college planning designation. And in 2011, I got certified, um, actually 2010, uh, got certified as a certified college planner. And I'm like, here I am, I'm going to go back to my financial planning company and tell them that I can specialize in college planning and I'm going to get so many referrals from other financial advisors. And they told me, you know what, our rules, take it or leave it. You cannot specialize in college planning. And at that point, I was the 11th certified college planner in Illinois. And I said, okay, well, not my first time, you know, like facing an obstacle. Watch me, right? Watch Watch me. me. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to start a new business and, you know, just take it from the ground up. And um, I self-taught myself about admissions and financial aid and hire the right people. And this is my 12th year doing college planning. So I also opened a non-for-profit because of my story to help homeless kids and single moms get a successful career and be successful and just like push them, you know, uh, through like getting out of their comfort zone and achieving what I believe every woman should achieve. And that's why I feel passionate about joining your organization because we as women, you know, juggle so many things, you know, together. And I feel like I, I believe in the power of female market and you know, overcoming obstacles. Well, you, you're like the grand leader of it all. I, it's just your, your story is such a powerful one, starting literally from nothing and overcoming all those obstacles. It's, I mean, any one of those would be right. a huge success, but one after the other, after the other, and now running your own successful business and now also opening a non for profit. It's so admirable. So, What's next on your plate? I mean, what is it that you got to be getting bored, right? (laughs) I mean, it seems like there's a lull. You only have a business and a nonprofit, and still two growing children. I have I have so many things on my on my plate. Um, I also published a book, you know, a college planning book. What what others don't tell you about college planning, but uh, what's on my uh, plate is actually turning the book into online platform that Mm -hmm. students in high school and libraries and, you know, other institutions can use to create a step-by-step process from ninth grade until 12th grade. And it's based on the book, you know, and my experience to follow it. So I can, my my goal is to influence as many people as I can to have successful education and career. I have so many stories to tell, you know, one of them is actually of a student who didn't want to go to college because his mom was divorced too from his dad. And she had a dog walking business and it was not successful. So the dad was paying, you know, a good amount of child support, but that still wasn't enough to cover the mortgage and, you know, food and utility payments. So the child was actually working to help his mom with the bills. And that was the reason why he didn't want to go to college. So actually his father hired me to work with him. And uh, I convinced him to apply with civil engineering and he got admitted to University of uh, South Carolina him and his mom and his sister moved to uh, South Carolina. He was able to get all of his tuition covered between grants and scholarships. So 
that was what was attractive to him, you know, not paying and or taking on a lot of loans. He still continued to work and help his mother with the bills. But um, his dad actually contacted me and he told me that um, he graduated, you know, from the university with civil engineering. And a year later, he bought a house. Wow. And, you know, these are just, you know, the, the stories. And I can share a lot of stories, you know, with related to, you know, being, you know, a single mom or divorce or something like that and overcoming, you know, that obstacle. And this is this is where my heart is pretty much, you know, through my non-for-profit to help those kids in need and, you know, women in need. Wow, that's um, impressive. And I know that I've heard some other stories as well. Can you share just the one more story about the young girl who wanted to go to medical school? So she was, her plan was to go to Poland and uh, graduate with um, uh, medical education there and come here. So I actually helped her, you know, get the equivalent of education here. And she also went for had her undergraduate and graduate school paid for by a full scholarship, which is very rare because for medical school, you know, most of the students take on only loans, Mm -hmm. but uh, we were able to cover, you know, her education through scholarships. That's amazing. I mean, the service that you're providing, you know, Maggie, applying for all those loans and scholarships for school, it's, it's kind of a rat's nest if you've, every time you're new at something like that. Yeah, it's, it's not enjoyable, but I'm so impressed by all the work that you do and you just, no matter what, keep pushing forward and keep inspiring others to push forward through any of these situations. Um, you just keep going. Yeah. Well, my, my long-term goal is, is to fix the education system here, which is going to take a lot. Yes. Um, but someday I will, I will do that. Yeah, no doubt. Now tell us, share a little bit from what you've learned through your divorce process and being your own attorney and winning <laughs> what advice would you give to women who are find themselves in the same situation that maybe you found yourself in? What kind of tips or even women who are married and don't even think they're ever going to find themselves in that situation? What advice do you have for women? I mean, uh, remaining calm in the storm. I think that's that's very important and very hard to achieve. And believing in yourself and, you know, the power of overcoming obstacles and uh, I just feel that, you know, as, as women, you know, like a lot of men, including my dad, you know, like when I was getting divorced, he would tell me, oh, you know, like you need to tell me, you know, like how are you managing finances or what your plans are, you know, with the kids, you know, how are you going to support them or how are you going to support yourself and this and that, because you don't have a husband. I mean, that's what he, Mm -hmm. you know, used to tell me, you know, you don't have a husband. Now I'm the male figure, you know, in your life. So you have to report to me. Mm. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, when, when I lost my house, I also, uh, the the banks uh, took all of my savings from my checking and savings. So I ended up with not having a checking or savings account because, you know, there was a lien against me, you know, because. I, they weren't they weren't taking my mortgage payment so I kind of like stopped existing financially you know mm-hmm. and I was probably like 31 at, at that time as women you know we feel like sometimes powerless you know because we we think that you know men should handle finances or major decisions or something like that when I believe that you know everybody has the power you know to create their destiny and to follow their dreams yeah absolutely Absolutely. And, and, and to tell you honestly, <laughs> to give you a, a funny example, I decided to self-teach myself how to change the tile in the bathroom. <laughs> of course you did. 
<laughs> so, you know, just to give an example, I mean, usually, you know, that's a, that's a men's, you know, job, you know, to do construction. I love doing that. And I'm like, okay, you know, there is nothing that I can't learn, you know, through YouTube. <laughs> so I learned it. I bought a tile saw and I bought the tile and the mortar and, you know, the grout and the result is amazing. <laughs> we'll be waiting You're for second business. <laughs> Yeah. No, thank you. I'm not, I'm not going to be doing that as a second business. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough, Laura, for sharing your really powerful story and showing that with you know perseverance and tenacity, and like you said, keeping calm in the storm, that you were really able to take some very challenging situations head on and really overcome them. You're, you're to be commended. You really are. Um, I'm so glad I met you because I I just admire you and what you're doing for families and for women and for those who want to get through college. And, you know, you're, you're very much a model for your family and for your children Mm -hmm. to show that, Hey, you know, watch me, right. Nothing's going to hold me back. And you're a true example. You really are. So, um, I appreciate you coming on and sharing. Maggie, any words to share? I mean, I'm just impressed. So I think, you know, everyone needs to step into their power um, and we can see how finances really affect everything that we do. So, you know, become financially fearless, step into that power, own it, and uh, you can see good things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Any last parting words, Laura? Use your girl power. (laughs) Yeah. Girl power. you, you, You are a super woman and you can definitely do it. Yep. I I agree. Love it. Great way to end the podcast. Thanks again, Laura. And this is Purse Strings. You can find us at PurseStrings.co. Laura is one of our Purse Strings approved professionals, always ready to help anyone who wants to navigate that college planning process. Give her a call, reach out to her. You can find all about her on the Purse Strings website. And uh, for now, we'll be signing off. See you next time. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.